Today, I'm going to discuss Asada and autobiography, of course, by Asada Shakur. And it's funny how I even um, received a reminder that it was time for me to go ahead and read this book um, because I first came across it probably about almost two years ago, I want to say. My husband um, was trying to cheer me up. And what better way to cheer me up than to go to a bookstore, right? (laughs) So uh, while he was driving Lyft, someone else had put him up on this bookstore. It's a Black-owned used bookstore called Nandy's Knowledge Cafe. And when he took me there, I just loved the ambiance. They, you know, sell food. They host events. And, of course, sell books so I took my time to browse the store and I did see Asada in there um the cover kind of grabbed my attention because I see these beautiful big eyes and this natural afro um but I guess it wasn't my time to read it yet because I didn't purchase it I purchased a different book now fast forward to this year and I read um, Let's Be Clear chronicling the overcoming spirit of the black woman by K.A. Freeman and when I interviewed him he mentioned that some of his inspiration behind writing that book was um, after he had read Asada and a few other books Um, because he used a similar format of a chapter than a poem following behind. And in Asada, she does that. There isn't a poem after every chapter, but there are poems listed in here, and I absolutely love her poetry. So that's how I actually began to read it. Okay, it's time for me to go ahead and tackle Asada. So, if you're not familiar with her, um, she changed her um, name to Asada after some time. Uh, She was part of the Black Panther Party, the Black Liberation Army, and a few other things. And, of course, was accused of numerous crimes, uh, the majority of them uh, she was acquitted for. Um and or the charges were dismissed except for the last one. Um, So as she goes through this autobiography, she flip-flops back and forth between her childhood and growing up um, from when she lived down south to coming up north all the way um, up into adulthood and her experiences in the Black Panther Party and um, 
the connections she made and what interest interest her um, as an adult. And then the on the converse side, she goes through the numerous trials that she went through until that uh, last trial. And <clears throat> there were a few things that really stood out to me. But mostly, um, if you read my written review, the thing that I said that spoke to my soul is, of course, to not live in fear. And I say this because a lot of times we allow fear to stop us from living our true purpose and following the paths that we should be on. So I recommend that we, as individuals, don't shrink back, make the choices that fit us individually as we progress and to not allow fear to stop you. Uh, Ignore the fear of being judged. Ignore the fear of being shunned. And ignore the fear of going against the grain. And we should never allow fear to overshadow our greatness. And it took time for Asada Miss Shakur to figure out what her greatness was, but she did. And I'm going to mention a couple of things that stood out to me in this book. One, in America, according to the 13th Amendment of the Constitution, that is the United States Constitution, slavery is still legal. I pause so that you can, I ensure that you hear what I said. Slavery is still legal. And, you know, you can't always take everything by what you read. You have to um, do your own research, right? So, of course, I said, let me just verify this. And the 13th Amendment does state that neither slavery nor involuntary servitude, except as a punishment for crime whereof the party shall have been duly convicted, shall exist within the United States or any place subject to their jurisdiction. So basically, if you are convicted of a crime, you can justifiably and legally be a slave. Now, you may say, that's okay because you're convicted of a crime that you probably committed. But what about those untold number? of individuals who have been falsely accused, falsely convicted, and are forced into becoming enslaved. Just doesn't seem right. And I guess that's the importance for us as individuals to know the laws of the country and what you need to do in order to make a change for the better, for all citizens of a country. Um, It's kind of crazy when you think of how many black and brown individuals are in prison in comparison to those who are not. And it makes you remember the importance to know the law, to know the history, to understand how your government works and the importance of participating because it can mean your life, literally. 
Um, If you listen to my previous podcast, I spoke on it being the election day. And here in America, we're still trying to figure out who won this election several days later. Uh, Of course, the pandemic played a major role in that because of the enormous amount of absentee ballots that were sent in. But there were so many different things to consider on the ballot that as people, individuals, we must do a better job in remaining educated on what's being presented, all levels or all branches of the government um, to ensure that we're participating. Um, I'm not going to do all too much on that because I everyone's going to have different opinions, but one thing, one fact remains the same. There is no change without participation. You must participate in order for change to come. Now, the other thing that I wanted to mention um, in this book was the poetry. And there are several poems listed, but there were two that really stood out to me. And I'm going to quote one of them. It's called Love. And it goes, Love is contraband in hell. Because love is an acid that eats away bars. But you, me, and tomorrow hold hands and make vows that struggle will multiply. The hacksaw has two blades. The shotgun has two barrels. We are pregnant with freedom. We are a conspiracy. And it just stood out to me because love is the answer for for all of life's problems if you really think about it and when you say you're pregnant we're pregnant with freedom what is that freedom what do you interpret that freedom as and for me after reading this book I believe that Asada's freedom was the fact that she did conceive a child while in uh, custody. She hadn't been convicted yet, um, but um, she still was in custody and wasn't allowed to be on the outside while awaiting trial, um, like so many other people are able to do who are bonded over. Uh, But she was not, she did not receive bail. And in the end, I believe that was a blessing in disguise because the love that she created inside a prison while awaiting trial, I believe led to her freedom. Now, of course, you're going to have different differing opinions on if she should have um, escape the charges that she was convicted of. It's on record she was convicted of murder even though she did not pull the trigger. Um, just read the book <laughs> on the details of that. It's kind of hard to believe that um, she was convicted. Was she there? Absolutely. Um, it definitely sounds like a targeted and ambushed experience. But again, that's just my personal opinion. But back to why I say um, her freedom came as a result of her child because she she never was able to have that connection after she gave birth. And 
it showed when her child came to visit her. And one of the visits is basically when she determined it was time for her to leave. Of course, we will never know the full details of how she was able to escape prison and become a political refugee in Cuba. But I know it was because of the love she created. So for me, when I look at my children and the blessings that they are, because I'm a woman who, who had the belief that she could not get pregnant. And I finally did at the age of 33 and gave birth at the age of 34. Um, it's just a reminder of the blessings that, that your children are and how you can strive to be a better person for them. You want to create a better life experience than you experienced and to keep that blessing going and keep that feeling of true freedom going within them. Break generational curses and create generational wealth. But it starts with the life that you try to provide for your child. Are you going to stay locked in the prison? Be it um, uh, the mind state of, of prison, being imprisoned, or are you going to change the thought process and let them know that everything else that everyone else has, you can have too. And I'm going to show you how to get it. That there is the most powerful message I found within the pages of Asada. I hope that you find something out of it too. But as always, happy reading and happy listening. I will catch you guys next time.